Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and I got a question from someone in one of my classes recently, and they were asking me, hey, you've done a podcast on each of the 27 nakshatras, but you don't have a podcast explaining what a nakshatra is and the significance of a nakshatra. (laughs) So um, thank you so much for inspiring this. And today I'm going to talk about what a nakshatra is, the significance of a nakshatra, how it can impact a birth chart, and why knowing more about the placement of your planets in the nakshatras is so important. That being said, if you're interested, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and chart. You can calculate your Vedic sidereal birth chart for free and see which nakshatras your planets are placed in. All of them are important. And again, please keep in mind, I'm a Vedic sidereal astrologer, Jyotish. It's different than the Western astrology system. Just giving you a heads up about that. So the nakshatras are lunar mansions of the sky. As we all know, we have the 12 zodiac signs. It's a 360 degrees around the earth. And looking at the 12 zodiac signs, we're dividing that 360 degrees up into 12. Within those zodiac signs, there are the nakshatras, again, the lunar mansions. So what we're doing is we're dividing the constellations to be even smaller, more precise segments of the sky that contain certain stars, which are highly important and highly relevant. So now instead of having 12 signs, we have the 27 signs. Each of the nakshatras is 13 degrees and 20 minutes. Of course, 13 degrees, 20 minutes looking at 27 of them, it's the 360 degrees around the earth. Okay. And so for example, we know that Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, but then we will divide Aries into smaller portions. We have the first 13 degrees, 20 minutes, which is Ashwini. We have the second 13 degrees, 20 minutes, which is Barney. We have the third 13 degrees, 20 minutes, which is Kritika. And then we move into the sign of Taurus which some of the nakshatras are going to span between two signs. So again, using Aries as an example, we have Ashwini and Barni, which is completely contained within the sign of Aries. But then Kritika spans between the later degrees of Aries into the early degrees of Taurus. So it's combining these two signs. Why this is important is because it's so important to remember that the nakshatras are signs in and of themselves. Of course, we want to consider the sign that they're in, you know, like Aries or like Taurus or Sagittarius. But each nakshatra is comprised of its stars. The stars held within that lunar mansion are so significant in determining the the personality or the characteristics of the nakshatra sign. Um, Each sign has its own planetary ruler. Each nakshatra has its own deity. Okay, using Ashwini as an example. So Ashwini is in the sign of Aries. In the Vedic sidereal system, Aries is ruled by Mars. Now we're looking at Ashwini 
which is the first nakshatra. Ashwini is the first nakshatra of the 27. That means that Ashwini is going to fall in Aries. Okay, it's the first 13 degrees, 20 minutes of Aries. Ashwini is ruled by Ketu. Ashwini's deity is the Ashwin Kumaras. Okay, so now we're finding all of this depth wrapped in to Ashwini, to this nakshatra that we would not have known had we just looked at the sign of Aries. Then we look at the next 13 degrees, 20 minutes of Aries. Now we have Barney nakshatra. Barney is ruled by Venus. The deity is Yama. Okay, this the god that helps usher lives, um, kind of the usherer of souls moving through different lives, different realms. Okay, this is a really different energy. Both signs are completely contained in Aries. One of them is going to have to do with healing and health, and it's going to have a K2 element to it. It's going to have a connection to athletics. Ashwini is known for really enjoying sports and athletics. Barney has a connection to breakthroughs. When we think about birth, rebirth, there are breakthroughs. Okay, there's also death. I should also say Barney, uh, one of the symbols is the female Yoni. So there's this connection to birth. So you see there's two completely different energies. Ashwini is K2, Barney is Venus. Both of these really different energies held within the sign of Aries. So understanding the nakshatras, again, it's very profound and it will give so much more depth and insight when you're doing a reading or when you're trying to understand your own chart. Because if you're looking at your chart and two people have moon in Sagittarius, one of them has moon in Mula nakshatra and one has moon in Purva Ashada, very, very, very different signs, even though they're both in the sign of Sagittarius. So you want to take Sagittarius into consideration, but you want to take the nakshatra into consideration as well. Again, each nakshatra will have its own planetary ruler. Each nakshatra will have its own deity. Each nakshatra will have its own meaning. And the symbolism is just uncanny. I mean, it is so phenomenal. Really understanding the symbolism of each of the nakshatra and what the deities represent, how they um, make an impact on universal forces. The way I like to think about it, and I was talking to a friend about this the other day, it was just such a beautiful conversation, is that when we're looking at the nakshatra place placements of an individual, it's like these deities are going to express themselves through these individuals. Because, you know, there's this idea that we are born into this incarnation so that God may experience itself. And so it's almost like whichever nakshatras are being expressed in our chart, it's almost as if we see these aspects of the deities come out in our lives and our personalities and our interests. It's such a beautiful and amazing facet of Jyotish and I'm just so enchanted every time I do a reading and I learn more about how they work and operate. It's just so phenomenal. The final thing I'll say is that the nakshatra is what determines which dasha or planetary period you are born in. So whichever nakshatra your moon is in. So for example, if your moon is in hasta nakshatra, you were born with your moon in Virgo, more specifically in the nakshatra of Hasta, 
Of course, Virgo is ruled by Mercury, but Hasta is ruled by the moon. So you would be born in your moon dasha, your moon planetary period. If you were born with your moon in Danishta, Danishta is one of these nakshatras, which spans between Capricorn and Aquarius. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, but Danishta is ruled by Mars. So you would be born in Mars dasha. It's only the placement of the moon. The moon is going to determine which dasha you're born in. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you understand a little bit more about the nakshatras. It's such a fascinating, wonderful topic. So, so, so interesting. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can schedule a reading with me and we can talk about your nakshatras at innerknowing.yoga. Please follow Astrology Now's Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and I will talk to you all very soon. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Bye.